Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and tonight I'm joined by my dad and my brother-in-law, Sam. So um, we are out in Minnesota for the first Big Duck opener of the year, and uh, this is a hunt I've been looking forward to for um, for a while. So it's definitely a, it's a little bit different because um, you know it's a, I guess I'd call it more of like a family hunt than than uh, some of my other hunts where I get get out there with with buddies and all that. So it's unique in that way, and uh, you know Sam doesn't uh, doesn't get to get out and hunt quite as much as as I do. So. <laughs> It yeah, puts some. I got too many kids. You get too many kids, but it puts some pressure on me. I feel like to, to hopefully, uh, you know, you're you're taking the time out to go on this hunt, um, to make it happen. So, yeah. So that's that's where we're at, guys. We're we're in. Did I say Minnesota? Yeah, we're in Minnesota. So we're Minnesota. Actually, in Wisconsin. Oh, you're right. So our Airbnb is in Wisconsin, but, um, right across the border, in Minnesota. First deck opener of the year. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this for a week because <laughs> a week ago I wasn't planning on coming. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember I asked you earlier in the summer? Yes, I did. And you uh, you said no. Right. And I, I didn't just. I think I would have time. Right. And I still don't have time, but here I am. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I almost didn't ask you again because you already told me no. So it was just going to be me and Sam, but I gave you a call. Yep. Well, I'm glad you did. I told Heather, oh, I'm just going to call him one more time. He's already said no, but I'm just going to give him give him a call. He probably won't be able to do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sam. What's up? You told me not to put you on the spot, but here here I go. <laughs> so, what do you think so far, Sam? Well, I'm cold. <laughs> and we, yeah, we at least saw ducks, so that was nice. Yep. Today's the last, scout day. Last time I went out, we saw like two ducks, and it rained the entire time. But that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're back. I'm back. Back in the saddle, ready to get after it. Yep. So, um, anytime I have somebody new on the podcast, you know what? I need to. We need to take a step back. We're gonna come back to this. I was gonna ask you how you got into hunting, but we'll we'll step back to this because we gotta get a quick word from the partners, and then we'll jump into the main meat of the podcast so first off guys I'd like to give a big thanks to motion ducks guys this whole trip is actually presented by motion ducks um and so we're super excited to uh share with you guys the motion duck product if you guys haven't used it, it is the jerk rig on steroids you put it out there it puts a lifelike motion into your spread um you guys know on those no wind days uh, that those birds can get wary, and the motion ducks is the solution, the tool that that we use for that. Not only that, but I feel like in some of these early hunt season or these early early season hunts, um, that it's a, a great tool as well because you get a lot of the vegetation and lily pads haven't died off, 
And if you just have your decoys in there with no motion, you know, the birds aren't going to pick up on it as well. So, um, guys, check out the motion ducks. They have the ultimate spreader and the regular spreader. Um, use code DuckGun10 over there on their website, and you'll get a discount. Also, like to give big thanks to Final Approach. Yes, Final Approach is the one-stop shop for the duck hunter. Um, all early season, we've been using the silhouettes for geese. Uh, we've been using the sub-three lines. Um, my favorite waterfowl backpack, blind bag I've ever used, is their waterfowl backpack. Um, they just have everything that a duck hunter needs over there. Um, you can go to fabrand.com and use code DuckGun over there, and you'll get a, a discount uh, as well also like to give a big thanks to Weatherby. Guys, Weatherby has um, the shotguns for the duck hunter. You know, they've long since been known as a le- an excellent rifle company, um, but now they're becoming known as an excellent shotgun company. They have the 18i, they have the Element. Sam's actually going to be shooting my 20-gauge Element. So on the next podcast, we'll, we'll get his kind of take on on it after he's hunted with it. Um, I'm going to be shooting the side-by-side. I've been loving the, the new side-by-side they got. Um, but they have a lot of different options, some awesome quality shotguns for the waterfowl, waterfowler. So go check them out over there. Also like to give... A big thanks to Onyx. Guys, Onyx, we've been using it the whole trip. Um, Tonight, later on tonight, we're going back to the spot. Um, There's little mud cuts going through the marsh. We were just talking about how impossible it is to find um, in the dark, you know, where we're going. So we've tracked it in the daylight where we're going. So we'll be able to follow that track. It's still hard, but it's going <laughs> to help a ton being able to uh, look back at that on the app and see the exact path we went um, because water's low. We'll get into all that, but Onyx is a great tool for the duck hunter from that kind of stuff, tracking the measurement tool to dropping pins to sharing them with your buddies, um, all that all that stuff and more um, for the duck hunter. Just if you don't have it, you're going to be um, at a disadvantage compared to hunters that, that are using it. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump back into the podcast. So Sam, you ready to be back on the spot? Sure. <laughs> so I've never asked you this. How, how did you get into duck or how do you get into hunting in general? Um, I had a cousin that went deer hunting and I wanted to try it. Okay. Is it a cousin I know? Probably. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, was it Austin or? It was Austin. I don't know. I was probably high school or so. I didn't hunt until probably my mid 20s. Okay. My dad never into it, family never into it. I always was interested. So. Nice. Yeah. So started with deer, did some turkey hunting too. Deer, turkey, did a hog hunt in Texas. Um, got into some duck duck and goose hunting uh, with another friend. And then and then you got into it. So here I am back at it. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I definitely uh, fell into it pretty, pretty deep. So that's probably par for the course for me, though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. So you didn't you didn't grow up as kind of like adult onset hunting. Was, you know, there's a lot of people like that. I feel like, you know, if we go back generations of of the people before us, you know, it's almost always kind of passed like father to son, like generation to generation. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's 
it's kind of changed. And now it's like, there's so many different ways that people get into hunting. You know, you got into it just having a cousin that, that hunted and, and, uh, wanting to do it. And yeah. So it's, it's always, it's always cool to, to hear how people got into it for sure. So dad, we talked about how you got into it last time, but then <laughs> we, okay. I think so. Yeah. Right. That was on last, last opener. Yep. So, 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 so the overview is I hunted when I was young, taught by my dad, but as time went on and, you know, into my teenage years, I kind of got away from it. And then 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, wasn't until my 50s I started back up. Mm. And why and, was that? And because of you. <laughs> because of me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I got started. We, I've talked about it before, but, um, I mean, you and Grandpa would take me upland game hunting. Still got the single shot 20 gauge. I bet it still kicks like a mule, but it probably doesn't hurt as bad as it did back then. <laughs> what was uh what was your first shotgun, Sam? Do you remember? Uh it would be the eight seventy, still have it. Okay. Nice. I tend not to get rid of anything I buy. Right. <laughs> well that's like uh that's like the cardinal sin with guns. Like you just never sell a gun. Yep. Yeah, there's never like really not too many reasons to sell a gun. How do you remember your first shotgun? Dad? Well, um, the first the first one I bought is the Browning A5 that's my main duck gun now. The first one that I had was given to me by your grandpa, my father-in-law, and that was a Franke 20-gauge that we used for quail hunting. Mm-hmm. And I still have that. And actually, I've got two Franke 20 gauges. Uh, I've got that uh, Satori over under and this Browning. I think that's all the shotguns I have. Nice. Nice. Yep. So let's let's talk about today. So we got up here. We drove up to Minnesota. And first time for me hunting Minnesota. First time for you guys hunting Minnesota. Um, but, you know, the key thing for me on this is, well, I've hunted uh, the Mississippi River in Iowa uh, multiple times, multiple years now. Um, so I kind of felt like I had like a, a pretty good grasp and understanding of, of what to expect on it. But, um, we got up first light the day before we came a day early for the scout and yeah, we scouted <laughs> and scouted and scouted and scouted. Yeah. Do we have a, did we get a, f- a full tally on the miles we put? Cause you, you, you oh. tracked it on on X for, the second part. Yeah. Before I, lunch I was know. 12 miles. 12, 12 right. miles before lunch. Right. That doesn't even count the road. I'm going to grab the second spot we went and see how many miles we went. So, yeah. Do you, do you, can you grab it off yours? My phone's in the other room charging. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. So, first spot, it I was probably. We came close to 20 miles today. Right. Well, just between the two, we're at 18. We don't have years yet. Okay. So 20 plus miles 20 on the water. Miles. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, hours in the truck, four different boat launches. So usually when you have all that, it means the scouting isn't going great. So the first spot we went to, there was a lot of birds scattered here and there. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of birds, yeah. but it just... It's one of those spots where it was wild rice, and 
There just wasn't any good place to set up. No shorelines to get to. Right. It was just like, I think the we said it when we went in there, but like if you had a, a boat blind, you'd probably be all right because you could sit in the water, get against um, the wild rice and set a boat blind up. I have a love-hate relationship with boat blinds. I know my Iowa buddies love hunting out of boat blinds, but we tried it last year on opener. I felt like they're flaring off of it like crazy. Maybe they would they would argue that it wasn't brushed in enough, and maybe. But it's uh like we had the beaver tail, um, sixteen hundred, which is which is for sixteen foot boats. It goes across the top, has like a small small openings at the top, and I felt like we had it brushed in good. But it's just really hard to brush a boat in that's not like a permanent blind all the time because you have sharp edges. It doesn't really cover everything. I mean, we had a whole bunch of grass mats on there but we still had issues so i have a love-hate relationship with boat blinds after that hunt i said i was never going to hunt out of a boat blind again i have but i took mine off my boat off after that hunt and never put it back on so we didn't have a boat blind today because of that so that was kind of out of the the cards for us we couldn't hunt in that marsh with the wild rice because on that shoreline that stuff wasn't real solid neither was the bottom so Right, no place to stand or sit. You to hunt that area, we would have to stand a boat unless we go all the way back in the back, yeah, where there's some solid shoreline. And we just at this point, we're we don't think we want to go all the way back there. Right, we've got a better option. Sam, you liked that spot, didn't you? I did. It was kind of like a like a a winding river almost back yeah. that way. Right. It is a nice spot. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely saw some woods, woodies back there, but not a whole lot of anything else. Right. We talked about this a little bit, but like, I mean, at this point, I think at the beginning of the day, we had different kind of expectations. At least I did. What were like, uh, Sam, what was your expectations coming into this as far as like number of birds we we're going to shoot? And, and Well, I expected to see like a thousand birds flying. <laughs> and we saw five, four, two, <laughs> right? Every couple minutes, like it wasn't. We probably saw like a hundred in the marsh. Yeah, and I expected well over over a thousand. Right, right. I mean, I was on honestly. I was in the same boat. Like I've been places on the Mississippi River where you just see a ton of birds flying around. You go in and you're bumping birds up like crazy, but it really didn't feel like that. So. um like water level is down here and we didn't know this coming into it, but I feel like water level is down like three feet or something crazy. I was going to say four plus. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy and it might, it has to be like a year over year thing because, um, like they're not in a drought state right now, but it, it's still low. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. What would cause that to have, have that low of water i know that they had a drought a pretty severe drought like a couple years ago and i'm not sure if that would still be like a remnant of that because you could even see like where it like grass had grown on the bank where it's like it used to be under the water and then even from that though like where grass grew grew this year it dropped like another foot so yeah with with all that i mean there's been no water in it all summer, I'd say, because we'd go to lakes that were on um, GPS 
and I assume it has to be within like the year because every GPS image we looked at within like you know a year or two. I I don't know how often they open or they update GPS or GPS satellite images. Um, but every single one of them is like showing lakes here, here. Like we'd go and we we'd try to get into them. It was almost too low to get through all these cuts. And then like one in particular, you know, I walked up all the way up the bank and looked in and it's just a field of vegetation. There's no water at all. So it had to be that way like all summer long. So, yeah, I think that's partially why we were not seeing the number of birds because there isn't as much habitat as as normal. So um, when we got done scouting, I was even thinking like, hey, maybe we need to just go further up the river, but we have no idea if it's like above like the next pull up um, on the Mississippi, if that has water more than this one, you know, there's no way to tell that I know maybe there's, is, is there uh do you guys know if there's any data that they have online for like water levels on the river? I know like locally, I'm sure there is somewhere. We just never thought to look at it, but right. Weren't we in two pools today? I mean, cause we went past a, um, right. One, You're right. One dam to go to some of the later spots that we that we scouted. Right. But, yeah, the lock and dam was, system. I believe that's how they split the pools. So. Yeah. But I mean, the 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 further south pool actually seemed like it was lower than the first one. I don't know for sure, but I know we went to that boat ramp, and it was so dry that like I mean, it was we're talking like ankle deep water where people were putting boats in previous years. Well, and that's yeah. the one that had the lakes dried up. Was the lower one? Mm. Gotcha. The one you walked up specifically—that was the lower. Are we? Is that the one we're planning to hunt in tomorrow too? Yeah, we're going to be down below the. Right, so we're going to be in that low one, but there's enough water. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking, my expectation wasn't high on the way up here, because it's been so warm. And I was thinking, well, you know, the migration that, you know, they they haven't started to move yet. I mean, like, for instance, it's going to be something like 80 degrees tomorrow and only down to 60 at night. And I thought that would have a negative effect. I think the low water is is more of a negative than the warm temperature. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Probably because I feel like, I mean, there's so much habitat and it's like, Sam was saying we're we're going through it. We're just um going along and he's like, Man, this is like a duck wonderland, but there's no ducks. Yep. <laughs> That's how it felt. Yeah. So I had I had I guess I had really high expectations. Um and maybe I've been spoiled because I've gone to Iowa and I've hunted with locals and um You've had all good experiences on the Mississippi River right, so far. Right. And well I think going with guys that know the area like the back of their hand tim and hunter that that uh i'm always put in a good spot you know like here we are trying to figure it out on our own which i mean i love that too i love trying to do that i feel like when you make it happen on your own opposed to like someone being like here like i found some birds come hunt with me um i feel like you kind of earned it more and it, it feels better yep so but we, I mean, we definitely did our due diligence on the scouting today. That's, I think it's a record for the amount of scouting that I've done in a day. Like, you know, we said like, like estimate 25 miles on the water 
you know, uh, estimate. 14 hours, probably. Yeah, 14-hour day. I mean, we we stopped and ate twice. We ate lunch after, was it the first or second scout? Then we ate dinner after all the scouts. So, yeah. It, it was a... Uh, <laughs> It was it was a long day on the water for sure. So, uh, but we do need to talk about um, the boat motor. So we have to give props to Sam on this one because you know, no pun intended on the mud motor, but uh, we got to give props to Sam because <laughs> he looked it up. I was like, man, I f- I feel like this is a carb issue. I feel like I must have got water in the the gas line or water in the gas tank. And then it got in the carburetor and corroded, and I thought it was like an air issue or something like that. It just felt like an air to like gas mixture issue because if I ran it all the way at full throttle, and if I ran them, I had to like choke it, choke it just a little bit. Like couldn't have it at its normal running position, or else it would just die. So, yeah, you want to take away what what you did on that, Sam? So I. I've got a little bit of experience working on small motors because gener- doing generators and stuff, and I specifically remembered this issue with the generator, but I couldn't remember what I had figured out however long ago it was. So good old Google search, and sure enough, most common issues is a <laughs> fouled spark plug um, and or fuel filter, so... I basically thought, well, let's do both, and Eric was like, absolutely, why would we not do both? And <laughs> so a couple pit stops later, between scouting. Right, right. Add like, that to our 14-hour day. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we weren't on the water 14-hour scouting, but <laughs> it was right. still a long day. Right. So two new spark plugs. They're super dirty. Oh, they were they were black. Right. Yeah. I mean, you put them through crap when you... Duck hunt with them. They've been in there, as far as I know, for the lifetime of the motor. And, I mean, it's getting it's getting older. It definitely has tons of miles, you know. Think about today. We talked <laughs> how many hours we have today. Now multiply that over, you know, how many duck seasons. I don't even know. So, yeah, those went out. And then the air filter. Fuel filter. The, the fuel filter. Um, Yeah. We did check the air filter, too, but it looked pretty decent. Yeah. So looked kind of dirty, but <laughs> it was it was still in working condition. Yep. Yes, but so we fixed it in the parking lot, and and so solved the problem though. When we got in the water the next time, and ran like a top. Right, right. Honestly, I was so disappointed because I I had just put on like a brand new prop, you know, and I've never had a brand new prop on this one. I've had the used one that came with it and was always wore down. And then we put the new one on, like, oh, now I can see, like, how it goes, full throttle and all that. And it goes with all three of us, with the new prop, it went, it goes probably as fast as it went with just me. So, you know, which isn't crazy fast. We're talking, like, <laughs> with a mud motor, long tail, 16-foot Lund boat, which is kind of heavier anyway. Um, like, we're going, like, 12 miles per hour, so... We're not breaking any uh, speed records, but if we didn't have the new prop, we'd probably be at like eight. And then I couldn't run it at full throttle for the first half of the day. So it's like we're just putzing around like a little tugboat or something. So now we're in business. We definitely would have been able to go where we went today where we had to like full throttle through mud cuts like the second part of the the scout. 
So, yep. yeah. At the end of it, I, I do feel like it was like the beginning we found birds, but it just didn't feel like there was any way to hunt them. So I'm sure somebody's going to go in there and set up in the morning and, and kill some birds. Um, and then, like, for the rest of the day, it just felt like we were searching so hard. At least my my thought was all those places through the wooded areas that we'd be able to find some wood ducks. But they were, like, non-existent in there. And maybe it's just they're in the marshes, there's food to eat there, and they're not in the wooded areas, which is, like, totally different than our area and my previous experience with wood ducks. So, um, yeah, that was that was super interesting because then we'd get into the marshes and there was a bunch of wood ducks. So yeah, the last spot we went to a bunch of wood ducks, a bunch of blue winged teal. And we saw a couple of flocks of probably a hundred each of blue winged teal. We saw little flocks here and there. We saw wood ducks all over the place. So I went from being like pretty much like, like film, like we're going to get skunked to, uh, Maybe somewhere in between. I'll, I'll say my expectations coming into it. And probably, I mean, I don't know why I'd have these expectations, but I felt like we'd have like a good chance at like shooting a limit or something. So so now I feel like I'm, I'm somewhere in between. Maybe like midway after we got done with the scout. So what, I guess we can do predictions. What do you got, Sam, for your prediction? Uh, a person or sure oh, no for total. yeah for our for between the three of us what how many what's your prediction how many we're gonna shoot tomorrow I predict nine I'll just go ahead and that's what I'm saying nine I was gonna jump up to twelve all right there you go that's 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 a fine prediction Dad seven seven so it's kind of funny because last year we predicted on opener the first opener. We predicted like lemons, right? I think we both did. <laughs> and then it was like, it's the we, the literal worst opener I've been on in my life as we, far as. We thought we had the cleverest, sneakiest, most highly possible for success setup. Right. We were... We were stoked. Yeah, yeah. And, and it absolutely didn't play out. Right. That's probably the most confident I've ever been going into uh, an opener and the the worst we ever did. So between three guys last year, what did we shoot? Well, two. We, we shot two in the morning. Two, and then, two in the morning with three of us. Right. And then you and I went out in the evening and shot two wood ducks. Right. So, so four total ducks. <laughs> Or two right. slash three hunters. Right. And then our prediction, I think we both predicted. I have to go back to the podcast, but it was, it, we were both thinking limits. I don't know if we both predicted it or not, but so I was kind of like, hey, we got, we got a little worse predictions this time around. Maybe it, uh, it'll pan out the other way. Mm. So I'm surprised you said nine. What do you think I was going to say? Five. Five. <laughs> Asked. I don't know. Maybe you feel better now this, after the very last scout. Okay. What'd you say, Dad? Seven. Mm. See, I pr- in my experience, everyone gets about four or five apiece, and I get like two. So <laughs> that's kind of what I'm expecting. Mm. Maybe I'll change mine. Let's. Go. No, you can't change yours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't change mine. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with six and a half. 
That's why. Se- I want to go with seven and a half. <laughs> I don't think it's like prices right though. So, yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah. So you got you got six and under covered. I got seven to seven and a half. To I have seven covered because I said seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, but you're I, only allowed to shoot if, six. Well, I'm just, I'm just yeah. seven total amongst seven total. Um, I think if if I get two or three, that meets my expectation. I'm talking about myself. If I get four birds, I'll I'll be very happy. Yeah, I'm a, like some people. Some people like aren't happy with a wood duck limit. I mean, I love chasing wood ducks. And like shooting a wood duck limit, and I'm usually satisfied shooting a wood yeah. duck limit. Here's what I think: if we are able to come home, come back to this place tomorrow afternoon, and cook up the ducks that we had, and have a really good meal at the end of the day, that will be everything I need to make me happy. Right? Yeah, that's that's why I went with like the nine. It's like if we shot three wood duck limits, I'd be yeah, I'd be pretty be stoked. All right. Yeah. So yeah. I know those the central flyway guys are they can't uh they can't understand the wood duck limit, but <laughs> they get wood to shoot ducks. five mallards. I love the taste. I love to eat wood ducks. Right. Yeah, me too. Skin on, plucked, wood duck rust on the smoker. I brought the, the I bought the Traeger um what's it called? Perfect pork butt. It's like a sweet kind of pork butt dry rub. It tastes like if you get like a fat bird, which I don't know how fat they're going to be this early in the season, it tastes like you're eating a piece of bacon on top of steak. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to. Ho- hopefully some wood ducks and we can grill them up tomorrow. I just ate a lot of pizza, but that you're making me hungry again. Yeah, it's good. It's really good on the smoker. That's the best. That's not, that's not the best way. I made a goose pastrami. That might be the best way. To make wild waterfowl. So, I'm trying to think if there's any any part of the story I left off. I guess, oh, my buddy Tim from Iowa is here. And so, for the hunt, I'm actually um, going to hunt his dog, Wes. We got him with us. We got Chief with us, too. He's just hanging out, though. Chief's hanging out. He's sleeping. It's probably the most excitement he's had in a day. Driving around in a boat for hours and hours on end. Got a lot of retrieves in the water too, but yeah, we'll be hunting Wes because I mean this mud is like crazy. So yeah, I guess to to kind of fully uh, explain that because Tim's hunting with his buddy and using his dog, his buddy's dog, and so since I don't have a, a trained of age retriever, yeah, we're making we're making a uh, making do and using a buddy's dog. So that's that's a. Uh, I, pre- I definitely appreciate it, Tim. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I sure, uh, I sure, you know, during the day going through the mud, you, it'll, it'll whoop your butt not having a dog. And I'm not used to, I'm not used to that anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we left out in the day. I don't think so. We're ready for some shut eye. Our plan, I guess we can talk about our plan. So. We're getting up at two, and we've heard that these bow 
these boat launches on opening day get pretty crazy. So there's already people camping out at the boat launches by the time we got done scouting. So we're scouting and people are literally camping. But I guess we're not that hardcore. <laughs> well, it's raining. Yeah, it's that's something worth mentioning too. It's supposed to about midnight, which is two hours away. It's supposed to turn into very heavy rain and strong thunderstorms. So I, I can imagine it must. It's probably going to be windy. It's going to be raining super hard. Nobody that we've talked to wants to go spend the night in the boat like we did last year. Um, and including us, we, we're not going to do that, but I mean, we prepared for rain with, uh, the gear that we brought, but it's going to be raining hard really the whole time that we hunt. Is it supposed to rain the whole time? Like hard the whole time we hunt? Well, I don't know. I I thought it was supposed to be like, like raining hard about three in the morning. Yeah, but I, it's going to, I, I guess I take it that it's going to be pretty steady. Mm. Um, till noon, and well, it's going to be thunderstorms too. So well, that's going to be interesting, right? Right. Like I said, it's it's much warmer than I think, much warmer than normal. So that probably helps the thunderstorm issue. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't rain too bad. But guys, if you want to see the video versions of what we're talking about, they're going to be coming out on the YouTube channel, Duck Gun Chronicles. So definitely jump over there. Um, it, it won't be long, if not at the same time as the podcast. Um, we're staying in a really cool Airbnb. I'll show you guys that in the video as well. Um, and a lot of the scout day won't be out this year, but um, the hunts and I'll show you guys some of the Airbnb in one of the hunt videos too. Um, so stay tuned for all that. Jump over there, Duck Gun Chronicles. Check it out, um, guys. Uh, Definitely tell your buddies about the Duck Gun Podcast. If you want to know one way you can help, that's that's it right there. It's free. Um, and I definitely appreciate you sharing and spreading the Duck Gun Podcast to other people, other hardcore, like-minded waterfowlers. Um, we're going to go ahead, jump off here, get ready for the hunt, get some shut-eye, and stay tuned because we're going to be giving you a follow-up podcast for the next two days. I'm Jordan, Duck Gun Chronicles, Dad, and Sam, and we'll see you guys on the next one.